Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Money and me on your money. Only on Money FM 89.3. I was reading last week that GameStop has quietly unveiled a new web portal for an NFT. They're GameStop building an NFT platform on the back of Ethereum. Auction house Sotheby's saying that it hopes to appeal to traditional art collectors and those who collect crypto with the sale of digital art in the form of NFTs. So the online auction uh, of NFT tokens, the latest step by a major auction house to embrace NFTs, which, as you know, is a form of blockchain blockchain based asset. It's a blockchain based asset. Say that three times fast. It's also a a tongue twister. (laughs) Uh, Which certifies ownership of a digital object. What I wanted to do today, because I have a lot of artist friends, is try and figure out how you can get started in this NFT world. Maybe you want an NFT or piece of art yourself, or maybe you're a serious artist and you'd like some guidance. Uh, Gucci has debuted its first NFT, so why not you? What's next for the NFT art world and how can you be part of it as well? For all this, I'm going to turn to Iris Co, Executive and Artistic Director from Chorus Art. She's also founder of Ikibook Limited. She spent 20 years as a music director, but she's also uh, big in tech and innovation and has just spoken at an event in the Baltics on how she managed to NFT her art. Iris, good morning. How are you? Hi, good morning, Michelle. I'm good, thank you. All right. So today I thought it might be fun if I took some of the questions that my artist friends were sending my way and I put them to you. So here we go. First question from the mailbag. For someone who specializes in paint work, can I NFT my physical art or can I only NFT the art that I produce on a computer? Sure. Okay, that's a very good question and very common question. So, um, first of all, NFTs provide verification and authentication for ownership. And as such, it doesn't really matter whether the art is digital or physical. And there are a few ways that we can deal with physical art. Mm-hmm. So, option one is that... Um, you scan that, it. For example, yes, you can scan <laughs> it. Like, do a high quality digital scan of it. Do I have to buy and a very expensive can, scanner for it or can I use um, you know, any sort no, of scanner? there are like services that you, there are, there are vendors out there that can oh. do digital scans mm-hmm. of, your, of your artwork. And because it has to be a high res scan, right? Doesn't the quality yes. of the scan matter? Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. Okay. And also because, you know, some artwork are a bit fragile and all that, so definitely you want to go to like it. The so it. yeah, ex- you know, I know a friend, and his artwork is the size of a door. It's huge. It's mm. beautiful. So he definitely needs some help scanning that in, right? Yes. Definitely. But other people could use a scanner. They could buy off, I don't know, Amazon, right? Um, if it's small. And, yeah, if it's small mm. enough, I guess you can yeah buy because um, not all files need to be very like big on the on the blockchain. So okay. Um, does it matter what yeah. kind of file it is, you know, JPEG or, you know, the scan? Uh, okay, it can be it, it basically MP3, MP4, JPEG, PNG, GIF, MP, yeah, you know. Oh, okay, like all the, the usual tags, so nothing special. Yes. Okay, got it. Please yeah. go ahead. Yes, okay, so that's option one. Mm-hmm. Option two is that you can also maybe, if you don't want to scan it, then maybe you have a QR code maybe attached to the physical work, maybe at the back of the physical work or something. Uh-huh. And that QR code actually, uh, once you scan it, it goes to the, to the NFT itself. 
Okay, right? so, so stick a QR code at the back of your physical work? Yes, and of course, you know, it's good to have like an image or whatever that represents this, you know, because basically the NFT is like, it just means that I own this piece of work and I can track who owns it before and who is going to own it, mm-hmm. right? So, mm-hmm. which is actually an important factor in mm-hmm. a lot of artwork is the lineage of the painting. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. got it. So that's option two. And then, of course, there's option three, which mm. is like, uh, you, uh, there are those who digitize it and then they burn it, you know, so that's one copy, but, you know, it's not really necessary, actually. Yeah, this is interesting. So, if you mm-hmm. have a physical artwork, you don't necessarily have to destroy it in order to increase the value of your NFT. Does, would, would, wouldn't yeah. it generally increase the value, though? Because the NFT is not only, you know, ownership but that's the only one that exists of it um actually okay for example let's say if i have this very expensive painting okay Mm -hmm. mona lisa or something Mm -hmm. and today i want to turn it into an nft okay so i can still keep the physical copies for people to enjoy but i'm also the owner of the nft you know because because there's only one painting and it's linked to the it's linked to that nft Hello? Um, yeah, yeah, I'm hearing you. I'm just thinking back to yeah. Banksy. You know, Banksy yeah. destroyed yeah. his artwork via live stream video and then sold it via mm-hmm. NFT. And that one went for, I don't know, 380000 uh, There was another Banksy painting, self-destructed, and that sold for over $1 million. So it might mm-hmm. be a stunt, but you may not have to destroy the physical artwork. It could still exist. I'm also thinking of NFT of Charlie Bit My Finger, the video yeah. on mm-hmm. YouTube. And, mm-hmm. you know, initially they thought they were going to take it off YouTube, but the buyer said, no, I want it to still be a part of pop culture so it should stay on the web yeah. for other people to enjoy. So it really depends, and you don't necessarily have to destroy your physical work if you're NFTing it. Is that right? Yes, you don't have to. And, um, and, and I mean, the thing is that, like, it is basically just remember that it's like a certificate. You know, it's mm-hmm. like it means it's it's kind of like an ownership document to say that I own this thing. So, mm. so I mean, of course, it's good that you know, it's let's say if it's a painting, then it's like the same, like it lives like you know, with the with the with the, with the high res thing on the blockchain as well. But if it if it doesn't have, then it's um, if it doesn't have uh, as in like the physical world, then it's fine as its own. You know, and and uh, you don't have to burn it. Yeah. Don't <laughs> you don't have to burn it. You don't have to destroy your work. All right, let's yeah. move on to the next question. Uh, sure. During the lockdown, I remember I loved watching videos of my favorite plays. Mm. So here's yeah. one from an actor. I'm an actor. I don't have the rights to the video taken of a play that I was in. Can I NFT my part in this play if it was videotaped? Okay, so... Um so as mentioned earlier, so NFTs just treat it as ownership certification, and but that doesn't end. So, and in general, you should not share or distribute things which you are not the copyright owner of. Okay, and because a play can be very complicated, there mm. are many parties involved. Yep. I mean, usually the scriptwriter or the producers will be the ones who actually own the copyright of such work. You know, and of course, being the actor and all that, you have your own interpretation which has its own rights, but. Usually, you cannot monetize just that part, and it's it's best that you 
you know, you don't do, you don't NFT it without seeking permission from everybody else because otherwise you may get into trouble, right? <laughs> so my my suggestion is to just only create NFTs that you are hundred percent copyright owner of. Okay. Um, yeah, and but what you can do as an actor is you can create your own original monologue and turn it into an NFT, and oh. then you'll be very safe. Shoot it yourself. Use words that you've written yourself. And yeah. then NFT that. So try to yeah, NFT your you original do an improv piece. Or something, you know, like mm. improv or whatever. Or you can use things which are in the public domain already. Mm-hmm. Okay? So oh, wait a minute. You mean if it's in stuff. the public domain, then it's, it doesn't belong yeah. to anybody? Uh, yeah. So it's like, for example, if you, do, uh, if you do a monologue of Shakespeare or Hamlet, to be or not to be, for example. Oh, okay. But that one has got no more rights because it's in the public domain. So then, by all means. We are finding out more about how you can NFT your own work with Iris Co, Executive and Artistic Director from Chorus Art, and she's founder of Ikibook. She spent 20 years as a music director, but has moved in a big way to tech and innovation and has just spoken at the Baltics on how she managed to NFT her art. So what kind of art were you uh, NFTing yourself for yourself? Um, yeah, so actually I have uh, a managing few artists uh, so the first NFT that I created was from this Russian uh, artist and who's also an architect. So we, um, so talking about a public domain just now, right? So mm-hmm. we took the Michelangelo's David, okay, because that's in the public domain, and mm-hmm. she made a modern version of it. Yeah, so that was one of the works. That so you helped a done. Russian artist NFT his work? Yes. Okay, okay, interesting. And, and of course, I also work with some Singaporean artists as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're so. sort of helping artists convert their work in, in with this NFT space because things are evolving all the time in this space, right? Yes, I mean, I I think it's not just the technology, but but basically, I think there's still a place for representation and for people to promote your your work because mm. um, I mean, yeah, you know, I I think yeah, getting PR an NFT is, not- is just the first part of it and then how do you sell it oh my goodness we've got a lot to get through okay let's take a step back what can nft can be nft'd and what cannot we talked a little about physical art do you have any more to add what can you nft what can't you okay um recently i heard that there was a there's a university that is nfting the graduation certificates on the blockchain and i thought Mm. that is a really good idea because sometimes you um, you know, people do kind all kinds of things when they're desperate, right? When they go for job interviews and they doctor their certificates and all that. So, mm-hmm. but if it's on the blockchain and it's an NFT, then basically it can't be faked, you know? Oh, so, yeah. So these kinds of things are very good to be NFT, like especially if it's one like an authentic um, piece of document. That so, is a good idea, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like going beyond art, art, artwork, you know? But you can also NFT even real estate. Okay, um, passports and other unique items. Okay, and people always get confused when we talk about NFTing real estate. So, are you talking about NFTing physical real estate or <laughs> land in the virtual world, like upland uh, or decentralized? No, land? like the deed, the deed, like real estate, as in like the like the title deed of right. your real estate. So, okay? what value that like would the, that add to the whole chain of things? Um. Okay. For example, like I, I. Um, I know someone who is Filipino mm-hmm. and in Singapore, like, our laws are very clear, but in her country, mm. um, even to earn a piece of land, right, it's not 
very clear who actually owns it. Okay. Oh, okay. So in in those circumstances, then that NFT document is, I would say, it's very important to have mm-hmm. because you know, like some of these places, you can take years before you even finalize a piece of document. And in Singapore, we really take it for granted because our government is very efficient and good. So we don't see the need for that. But in a lot of countries, that is actually a huge need. Yeah, okay, so to establish rights. Okay, let's come back to the broader topic. We are talking about what you need to understand about NFT. Your work could be any kind of artwork. You know, these days, creators on TikTok are NFTing their work. Today, the video that's been seen by 54 million people will go on sale, the NFT for it, via auction uh, through a partnership with a digital working agency. And uh, it's a viral hit called I Ain't Ever Seen Two Pretty Best Friends. 54 million views. Uh, I have no idea what it's going to go for. But I think the broader question from that is, how do people know how to price their NFTs? Yes. Okay. So I think there is no right or wrong price. The right price is basically the price that someone wants to pay, you know, is willing to pay. And um, and the good thing about NFTs um, is that you can set recurring royalties on the subsequent sale of the NFT. So I've seen instances where, um, in the uh, like, uh, some of the artists, famous ones, they actually price their initial, they call it drops, say okay, for one dollar or ten dollars. And so what that does is that the work is sold immediately, multiple times by different people, and the people who buy that benefit, of course, monetary a lot from it. But the artists also benefited because there's recurring royalties and plus they create this huge demand and free marketing and publicity, right? And then everybody's talking about it. It's like, wow, can you imagine this is like $1 or $10 and then, and then it gets resold like, um, at a, like many times and, 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 uh, and, and things like that. So, so I think it really depends on your overall strategy and intention and of course, there's the old-fashioned auction method, mm-hmm. which never goes out of fashion. <laughs> so bear in mind the recurrent royalties when you are um, setting the price for your drop, should we say. Yeah. So the yeah. world's most expensive NFT, 69.3 million by people every day as we talk to buy Metkov and on this very show. 10.3 million is the next highest priced NFT. So for work that you've been, you know, part of, What's the general price range that you've seen, you know, sort of other artists aim for? Um, I think um, it, I mean, nowadays, like, depending on which platforms you're in, there are, like, non-Ethereum ones where some of the works are, like, really very, I mean, and I would say even very cheap, like $10, $12 to, like, thousands of dollars. I mean, there are different... Um, kind of niches. Some of the NFT platforms are more high-end art. Like, you know, if you even get listed there, then, you know, your art will go for, like, thousands of dollars. So, yeah, there is really all kinds of, um, yeah, all kinds of different range. And, and, and I would say, like, find the right one for yourself, you know? Like, just mm. explore around and, and find, the, find the platform that you think um, works for you. Okay. You take some mm. experimentation, yeah. Everybody thinks you need Ethereum to mm-hmm. mint an NFT. Is that true? Yeah. Will I need to buy Ethereum to mint my NFT? Uh, okay. So most of the NFTs are based on the Ethereum blockchain. And if you want to mint something there, you 
will need Ethereum. That means when they buy the Ethereum, you must have a crypto wallet and all that. But nowadays, because of the increasingly high gas fees, many people are also migrating out of the Ethereum blockchains to the Binance Smart Chains and the Tesla blockchains, which have their own NFT platforms. So, um, yeah, we, recently while we were preparing our free NFT get, uh, get giveaways, we, we found a hack at Node chain, which is based on the Tesla blockchain. And that's very cheap to transact, and they allow you to mint like a lot at one time. So, What's that platform so, again? Hick. Um, Hick. No, H I C. H I C. E T. E T. N U N C. Okay, N U N T. I'm glad you spelled that for me. Yeah. So that is so uh, that was uh, that's like becoming increasingly more popular because that one is not based on Ethereum, so the transaction is much faster and it's cheaper as well. Mm-hmm. And are and, there gas fees? Yeah. Let's get technical. So yes. gas gas fees are paid in Ethereum's currency, Ether, and mm-hmm. uh, they're denoted as a GUE, for example. And and what are NFT gas fees? Okay, so gas fees are, like, for example, when you when I when you want to buy, let's say, my artwork. Okay, when I transfer the artwork to you, there is a there is a transaction fee. So that's called a gas fee. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then there's also minting fees, which is in a way gas fees. But, you know, when you mint something, you also need to incur gas. They call it gas. Yeah. So okay. you have to pay something to mint and you have to pay something to transfer an NFT token from one wallet to another. Would I have to pay to, to buy if I'm the buyer? Are there fees that I have to pay to get it transferred yes. to me? Uh, yes. I think both sides have to pay depending on mm. the platform. But, that's my experience is that, yeah, you have to pay both sides. So what are the range of fees involved in minting an NFT? What, are, what, are, what would I be okay. looking at? Yeah, Yeah. so, okay. So when I went on the Hickex note, that was very cheap. That mm. was like 20 to 30 cents to mint. So that is like very good. But when, I, when I'm when i on the Ethereum blockchain, like the NFT, like wearable and, and all that, mm-hmm. um, you can, anything from 50 USD to 600 USD for like a collection of work. So the last time I paid was about six hundred dollars. So because mm. I paid for like to mint the entire collection. And is this a so, one-time fee that you pay, or are you going to have to pay for as long as it sits up there on any platform waiting to be sold? Um, you pay that one-time fee, okay. So, uh, but sometimes if you do certain things, like for example, you want to burn your token for for whatever reason, you know, you 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 said okay, now I don't want to have five pieces, I only want to have one piece of that. So I want to burn the other four pieces. So you need to, you will incur a gas fee as well. Okay, got it. Now, here's a question. Will I absolutely need a crypto wallet if I want to create an NFT? Yes, you absolutely need a crypto wallet. (laughs) No getting around it. No way getting around it. (laughs) So, but it's not really easy for beginners, especially if you're new to crypto. And usually NFT is like the next level up. So there's usually like higher resistance and more things to know and more hoops to jump through. Uh, and more fees to consider, actually. All right. Mm-hmm. We are speaking with Iris Cole, 20 years a music director. So what got you interested in the NFT world and when did you get in on it? Yeah, I got in on it in around 2018. Because actually my husband is the crypto expert. He wrote a book. Rise of the small, uh, catalyzing on the blockchain ev- evolution. So, mm. I'm so he's been like telling me about it, and basically, 
most of my crypto knowledge I got it from him. Ah, so. okay. <laughs> so that helps when you have an expert at, that you're married to. Yeah. Right. So that is actually how I and because you you know, if I were just like concentrating on my music and all that, I don't think I would be so interested to know. But because mm-hmm. of him, I became more interested to find out and and to also see how I can apply it in my own industry. Um, I think it's very powerful, especially for musicians and all that. Yeah, you sound like you're really excited about it. So back in 2018, was the process the same? You needed Ether, you needed, you know, you had those gas fees, or was it uh, it difficult back then? Is it a lot simpler now, the process of minting an NFT? I would say NFT really became big this year. Okay, people like only started talking about it in January 2021. Mm -hmm. Back in 2018, the the NFT I know was Mm -hmm. called CryptoKitty. There's this uh, AI kitten that you can make, that you can create. Okay. Uh, Mm. Of course, before that, you have the crypto punks, but, but that was the crypto, then you have the crypto um, cats, right? Nyan cat, the dog, the cat with the body of a pop tart. That was later, right? Yeah. Mm. um, Yeah. So, 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 um, back in those days, um, I mean, things were, the ecosystem was building up, but it wasn't, it wasn't so ma- ma- mature as now. Right. So what I did back in 2018 is I did a Creative Commons musical. Mm. So I used the concept of of um, blockchain, which is, um, I, I I mean, basically they collaborate and the source, it's like an open source. Okay, got know? it. We've got a couple yeah. of minutes left on the clock. Are there services or some freelancers that can walk an artist through this whole process of minting an NFT? Yeah, so there are a lot. I mean, there are several YouTube videos that you can just follow and mint your NFTs. Okay, and uh, so, but if you need like hand holding, we also are going to be launching our workshop so that people can, you know, sometimes it's really um, terrifying the like, technology and as well as, as well as like not knowing where where to go and especially when the crypto world sometimes like you know there's scams and you're not sure which one to which one is the safe platform to go. So, All right. We'll so, share yeah. we'll share your website very soon. Iris, yeah. thank you for being with us today on Money and Me and all the best in your crypto work. Thank you so much, Michelle. Thank you. And that was Iris Co, executive and artistic director at Chorus Art and founder of Icky Book Limited. You can find out more about her and her workshops at www.cryptoicky.com. That's crypto o i k i.com. This is Money and Me. I'm Michelle Martin. Thanks for listening. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.